Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And guess what day it is today? It's Zine Thursday! So, what are we going to talk about today on Zine Thursday? I figured a good one to check out today is one I've been putting off for a bit, wanting to get to and just haven't had a chance to getting around to it. And that is Our Veil of Discontent. Now, this is done by Seth Traber and Frankie Stein. I picked this up on the Zine Quest 3, and this is quite literally very... Um, okay, one thing I've talked about here on this show is how the nature of zines has changed, how they've done with big, expensive, nice printing and stuff like that. They don't resemble old zines as much as they used to. I appreciate this zine because it's pretty much just straight up black and white printed black text, black images printed on white paper. Our Veil of Discontent. It is a little bit different than other supplements. It's not a standalone game. It's supposed to be a setting, and more so, it's supposed to be a different approach and style to play, it seems, what they're going for here. And what really sets this apart, it's made for any set, any type of, well, not any type. It says it could be done for OSE or old school editions or 5th edition of D&D. It's mostly made for D&D, but you can probably use it with most role-playing games you crumb into. There's not a lot of stats in here or things like that. It does provide something a little different. So I'm going to look in here, open it up, and talk about what's different about it. So there's a setting that's given in our veil of discontent that reflects human history. Uh, I know yesterday we talked a bit about colonialism, but there is definitely the colonialist element to this, and that's the intent of this game. There are an oppressor class, or a capitalist class, or a bourgeois class, and then there's an indigenous or oppressed proletariat class, and these other factions that are kind of at odds with each other within the setting. Now, some of the names I've had a difficult time pronouncing... Pingik, I believe it is, P-I-N-G-K, and the D-R-P-O-C-K, Dropok, Dropok, are a few of the different races that you're running into or, or factions that you're running into. The purpose and intent of this seems to be creating a community-oriented role-playing experience where you're interacting with others involved in the local community and kind of organizing to free oppressed folk, is the way it appears. In the game, it gives a little bit of history on activism and how things really were. This has a note on activism in here. In that, they cover some interesting points of history. They cover the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, which killed 146 garment workers. And this is a historical event uh, when it comes to things like workers' safety and standards and stuff like that, and what happened afterwards in the United States. They also cover a little bit about Eugene Debs. If you're not familiar with Eugene Debs, he's a wonderful fellow in history, a hero of mine, worth looking up. Talks a bit about his involvement with different unions from firemen to railway unions and the industrial workers of the world, the IWW, which is where we, Wobblies and Wizards, get our name from because I'm a Wobbly. It has some good little hints here about Amazon workers organizing and other things in our community, things to kind of model this game after. It seems like they're going for a community organizing, helping each other, and, and, and fighting against oppression type 
campaign in this book. It gives you a nice way to map out, social, to make social maps. So you're going to go in here and you're going to have your NPCs and you're going to hook them up and say, and you, you, it gives you a nice little structure of outlining how people relate to each other, how they feel about each other, and a few tools to do that. And it gives you suggestions and talks and kind of guides you into kind of orienting a game that way. It also gives you some of the physical world and realm from the cities and all that stuff to the mountains and slimes tend to be a big part of this it seems to be a fantasy version of the industrial revolution is what i'm trying what i'm kind of getting from this seems to be the point of what they're doing what they're they're creating here in this setting there are unions there's the company town and things of that sort so it helps you set up a that dynamic within the setting the oozes they lean into as kind of a defining, I don't want to say baddie, but thing that happens here. Oozes, I believe, are used as somehow in production. I'm not 100% sure if I understood that completely, but that is definitely a thing. They got a good, they got a good little section here on the structure of a union itself. The flume is a product of workplace democracy. Unions are meant to be governing body representing workers, notably... They allow workers to negotiate wages and grievances with their employers. And then it gives you the different... Uh, so it's got president elected by consensus. The president of the flume is the face of the union's needs and demands. His position shifts often in order to avoid a concrete hierarchy. Secretary. The secretary's job is mostly one of record keeping. The document, the discussions of each meeting, as well as communication between Meyer... Industries and the union representatives. It gives the treasures and then the stewards and all their positions within the union. So essentially what they're doing in this book is taking organizing and organizing with unions and trying to make it a part of my D&D, &D, which I really appreciate. That's kind of cool. There are tips for protesting in the veil for when you're planning actions in game. Plan ahead. Be clear about your goals, both to yourself and the wider group. Scout out a place to meet if things get bad. What to wear. Comfortable clothing is a must, as are reliable shoes. Distinctive dress is a way to become signaled, singled out. Being one of many helps ensure safety. A hat to protect your head and a bandana to cover your mouth and nose. It goes on and gives you more suggestions of what to have your characters wear when they're protesting or planning actions or picketing on strike out of the picket line. The K-R-R-K-T. So the, a lot of these things are hard for me to pronounce. And I'm not sure if that's meant to be K-R-R-K-T, like organizations like the Palm or the I-W-W, or its initials, or if it's supposed to be a word. It is composed of loose bands of craftsmen and farmers. The K-R-R-K-T seek to dissolve all unjust systems of control in the, in the valley and the mountains. They work under quiet of night and present themselves as nothing special during the day. There is no central leadership. The KRRKT um, advantages possessing the fire just because the KRKT has cultural minorities and night of flames and other victories. Trying to read ahead here. At some point in time, it talks about there is different factions in the KRRKT. It is not one massive organization, but it is 
it's much smaller. Here's a few that are. The KRKT is not one central organization, faction, but instead composed of smaller groups, all working towards one shared goal of freeing people from unjust hierarchies that surround them. Then you have a few different factions. The Faces, Original Wearers of Clay Masks. Yeah, there was uh, some sort of clay masks that are floating around that seem to have some sort of magical properties that are being used here that you can run into and use. There is the Black Sect, the most overtly violent group with the KRRKT, the Daughters of Hunger, and then Words of Wisdom. Both tribes have placed those who are educated at top, which means the average farmer or miner only knows what's told. Overall, I think it's a decent book. At times, looking through it, it seems to be more telling you how to run a game or how to play or what you should do in organizing the game, how to interact with each other and creating as opposed to an individualistic, I'm on my own thing doing it, kind of a community-driven game, and how to, how to create those social networking maps for your NPCs and plan out the community as a living, breathing space seems to be the goal of what they're trying to have you do in this game. Now, how much you do that is probably going to be, at the end, it's not a, it's not a, a mechanical thing they're giving us here, but a new approach or a different approach to role-playing and playing in this setting and playing in this game. You can easily take those things out of this and play and create a completely different setting and game. Oh, let's say in the Industrial Revolution or something like that, you can still take these and use that. I think if I were to run through this, which I, I currently don't have plans to, um, if I'm going to run through this, I might change some of the names of the different factions because they are so hard for me to pronounce and get my head around. The mapping ancestry, the social networking maps seem pretty good. They do give you random charts to use there for relationships and fleshing out the interactions in the community to help bring it to life. And that's useful. And you can use that in probably quite a few other games, not just running this. It's stuff you can take out of here for your game. And then it fleshes out different elements like the facilities around the workplaces, the mountains, and, and the cities. Uh, not fleshed out to a point where it's mapped out hardcore, but again, the idea of trying to make this a living, breathing society that you're interacting in seems to be the approach here. So very much rules light, few decent um, random encounter, random tables, random forest encounters, farmland encounters and different happenings when it comes to activism, conflict, and agitation, stuff like that. Overall, I'd say Our Veil of Discontent is right up my alley. I do like it. You can purchase it on DriveThruRPG. It seems to be $10 for the PDF. Bolt Neck Opossum Publishing seems to be who's who's put that out there. Like Again, I've, I picked mine up on ZineQuest 2020. That's about all we've got for you today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with some friends. Tell others about us. Share it on social media. You can like and follow us at Wobblies and Wizards on Facebook. Just search on Facebook, Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I am available on Twitter at Logar Hail Crom. And keep those dice rolling.